0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, April 29th. Citing excessive noise and vibration as serious hazards to public health, the Moab City Council passed a noise ordinance on Tuesday aimed to quiet down the town. The city's noise provisions passed one week after the county implemented their own noise ordinance and made restrictions on ATV-related businesses. Unlike the county, the city has not put additional restrictions on ATV businesses, but their noise ordinance does aim to reduce the overall sound of the vehicles. City and county elected officials have received what they've called a historic amount of public comment related to noise and ATVs. This type of recreation has experienced a boom in recent years. We're trying
1: to embrace our full spectrum of recreation opportunities that we provide here in Moab.
0: Moab City Mayor Emily Niehaus, she said this noise ordinance is the next step in addition to the speed limits the county and city enacted on off-highway vehicles last year.
1: And so I just want the motorized community to, to hear loud and clear from me and this council that we're not trying to reject this type of recreation but rather we're trying to just create the the boundaries around this recreation, just like all other recreation has boundaries as well.
0: The city's new noise ordinance shifts between daytime and nighttime hours. Vehicles under 10,000 pounds cannot exceed 92 DBA in the daytime when measured from a stationary test. But at night, from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m., those vehicles cannot exceed 85 dBA. Off-highway vehicle advocacy groups have said that it's unreasonable to enact any noise limitations under 96 DBA. These tighter restrictions at Moab City mean that ATV businesses or private owners will likely need quieter vehicles or make adjustments on them in order to comply with the noise ordinance. Commercial businesses can apply for a time extension, and they can have up to one year to bring their vehicles into compliance. Here's Miranie House. The
1: education and the gentle throttle down in, in town campaign that we've do, been doing over several years, this ordinance basically is the stick after many years of carrot. And this is even a carrot in that it, it's carrots to those that pass the noise test. Companies that want to do sunset tours that have machines that are under that 85.
0: Elected officials expressed hope that the noise ordinance will show Utah's state legislators Moab City is using the tools at their disposal to make the town quieter. That was the directive from state senators who voted down a proposal that would have enacted a simple nighttime curfew on ATVs on city streets. This noise ordinance could be trickier and more expensive to enforce. City Council Member Tani Knutson Boyd.
2: This council has worked, and I am certain that the County Commission has worked for a long time in good faith to come up with a noise ordinance that will show our our state legislatures that we are trying to do what they ask us to do. We are trying to use the tools that, that we have at our disposal.
0: During Tuesday's meeting, Knutson Boyd listed a few incidents this year that have her feeling like at times people are not treating Moab with the, quote, respect it deserves. From the February art vandalism on Center Street to the burning of a wildlife viewing structure in the wetlands to the very recent birthing rock petroglyph panel vandalism. For and Boyd, the noise ordinance is about respecting the citizens of Moab.
2: All we are trying to do with this is make, make our citizens' lives as calm and peaceful as possible. We work for the people who live in Moab and who elected us. We don't work for people from New Hampshire and New Jersey and Missouri and Tennessee or Montana or California or Arizona. Yes, we want them to come and visit and we want them to enjoy it. But... These are our rules.
0: Yes, come visit, but please respect our our residents in our town. You can read Moab City's noise ordinance in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. Under the Biden administration, the U.S. has rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement and raised awareness of environmental justice. The president appointed Deb Holland as his secretary of the interior, As Ron Dungan with our partners at KJZZ reports, a corner of Holland's home state of New Mexico may offer some insight into the administration's environmental policy. There's
2: not much left to drill. About 90 percent of the Chaco Canyon region has been leased out for oil and gas drilling over the years, and people who live in this corner of northwest New Mexico have started to push back against the pollution. Fighting oil and gas was challenging during the Trump administration when the Bureau of Land Management offered up fast stretches of public lands to fossil fuel companies.
3: The majority of that landscape is already under lease, and communities there are already suffering from the pollution of oil and gas fracking on federal minerals. And the BLM there has really been running roughshod over the, the community's interest.
2: That's Taylor McKinnon of the Nonprofit Center for Biological Diversity. He remembers driving in the Chaco Canyon area years ago and stopping near a Navajo hogan a few miles from the smokestack of a coal-fired power plant.
3: And It was just this vivid image of this small hogan where people lived that had no electricity, no running water.
2: Northwest New Mexico plays an important role keeping the southwest power grid running, but some people who live there don't have electricity. One place is exempt from drilling is Chaco Culture National Historical Park, a collection of kivas and other structures that were built centuries ago. Archaeologists aren't sure exactly who built Chaco, but their descendants make up about 20 tribes who now live in New Mexico and Arizona. As they left the area, the Navajo took their place.
3: Chaco Park itself is protected from leasing and drilling. The place where indigenous people once lived is protected from this, but where they now live is not.
2: Kyle Tisdale of the Western Environmental Law Center says the years of drilling have left their mark in the region.
3: The best way to think about it is that it's basically an industrialized landscape. And it is like this massive factory that exists without a roof.
2: On paper, the area looks like a checkerboard of various landowners, state, private, BLM. Some of it belongs to Navajo in the surface, but the BLM retains rights to most of what's underground.
3: And it is just this spider web of of wells and well pads and roads and pipeline corridors, and um, it, is, it was truly an industrialized landscape.
2: Oil and gas drilling are a major source of income for New Mexico. Interior Secretary Holland told the Washington Post she understands that climate change may drive energy policy, but she cares about, quote, every single job the drilling industry provides.
3: So this is not a situation where, with the flip of a switch, you know, the oil and gas development on public lands can come to an end.
2: It's complicated. Conservationists say Biden's moratorium on new leases won't cause job losses because the company stockpiled leases during the Trump administration. But a fracking ban could make the oil and gas in those leases difficult to access.
3: You know, the oil and gas program in general, I think, is broken. My perspective is the timeline of the climate crisis demands that we end oil and gas. And and there's an opportunity here, I think, to either manage that decline or have a really chaotic decline. Joseph
2: Schremers, an assistant professor of law at the University of New Mexico, he once represented oil and gas companies.
3: It's certainly accurate that the transition from sort of a fossil fuels-based society to, to one that is reliant on carbon neutral or or renewable energy does not have to be dramatic and abrupt.
2: But policy doesn't drive the drilling industry, the price of oil and gas does.
3: That's generally the primary driver of how many oil and gas industry jobs there are at any given time.
2: So far, as Biden sets environmental policy goals, it looks like he's getting ready for a marathon, not a sprint. But just about everything the Trump administration did is under review. And it's important to remember that a lot of factors, such as oil and gas prices, will be out of Biden's control. Ron Dungan, KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: This story comes from our partners at KJZZ and their Tribal Natural Resources Desk. And that's the news for Thursday, April 29th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org